Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer along with you. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a person. We're going to talk about Elon Musk and even more so about how he learns. A great article uh, in Quartz Media. So it's a QZ.com about Elon Musk and his uh, obvious work across multiple, multiple uh, landscapes and uh, sciences and and industries really and how he's learned and how he's been able to grow himself uh, into the man we see before us uh, doing all these different things across many different platforms but first uh, i want to check in with the, the two great gentlemen who uh, co-host this show here brandon how are you uh, on uh, this record of trending in education are we going to hear first from the two great gentlemen yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for them who, are to the, show up. who are those guys do we are we have a special guest today mike uh, i don't believe we do oh, is that that's us it's then. us it's the us, special us. guests are us got it yeah uh, I'm doing, I'm doing well. It's, um, it's, it's springtime here in uh, New York city. That's a, it's a great time to be mm-hmm. in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm fully present for this, for this pod. Excellent. And Mike, you've been doing a lot of traveling, but you're back, you're back in the home office. I am. And I'm happy to like, uh, I'm happy to not be traveling for a little while. So like being home, uh, is, uh, when the more you're away, the more you appreciate being home. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. It makes the the heart grow fonder or something along those lines. Now, uh, Mike, you brought this article to our attention and, uh, you know, we've talked about Elon Musk in passing and, and in conversations uh, outside of the podcast, but he sort of fits into the mold of a lot of things we talk about here, uh, about how we learn sort of growth mindset, um, really pushing sort of the boundaries of a lot of different things in the in the private world uh, and pushing some some public ventures as well uh, with the hyper tunnel and SpaceX and for people who don't know, uh, do you have do you have a sense of who Elon Musk is? Can you give us a sense of why he's interesting to you and and why why he's important to talk about in this context? Sure. Uh, why he's interesting to me is he's the closest thing we have to Tony Stark. So he's the closest thing we <laughs> have good. to Iron Man's alter ego. Uh, so and he's he's he seems like a benevolent mad scientist. But he's really nailing the mad scientist part. So like like there's a chance he breaks bad. And I think <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be really interesting yeah. as well. So I just find like sort of the the mythology around him to be almost as interesting as the reality. And then this particular article I thought was really interesting because uh, the concept of learning transfer came up. And that to me was the one that resonated most as something we could learn from him that in the combination of uh or the turn of phrase i think of the expert generalist um which i also found to be really interesting so i thought those two things in particular i thought we could expand on because it ties a lot to what we're talking about and we could also talk about how he's kind of like a almost like a superhero yeah i i think i think we should get into the learning process that's like that's the meat of this get ready for it it's coming at you yeah but uh, at one point, it does talk about um, the author of this article talks about how Elon, Matt, uh, Elon Musk is not magical. Mm. He just has a great process, mm-hmm. except he's also yeah. maybe magical. Yeah. Right. So he, he mm-hmm. one of the things that cited is he, re- he read starting in his teenage years. I don't know if he's upheld this, but two books a day. Yeah. So, you know, if you're reading a book a week. Sure. That is 15 times more books than you're reading. Right. That's a lot. I read a lot of book titles every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that do counts. Think, do you think Dr. Seuss? Like, can I can I get in on that with like what I read my kids? Right. I don't think, I think probably not. Okay. I think I, I've read, I read sometimes the same book yeah. 60 times yeah. in one day. 
to right. my to my two and a half year <laughs> right. old. Right. But I think that that doesn't I think that that doesn't count. Right. It's an impressive uh, number, to say the least. And uh, I think there is a bit of mythology here. And the reason of what, you know, saying he's not a magical person or that uh, he isn't a superhero, though, I do love the, the Tony Stark uh, comparison as to where he is. For those who don't know, Tesla, Solar City, SpaceX, all companies of his, all companies. The Hyperloop. That Hyper- don't forget the Hyperloop. The Hyperloop he's, out he's there. He's on the Hyperloop, Dan. That's uh, San Francisco to L.A. Is that where that's? Sure. So- I think that's one in Dubai, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know they've been doing testing in different deserts uh, where they can, but uh, it was proposed, I believe, between San Francisco and L.A. Uh, as a theory, and he is now trying to put that into practice. Uh, but, Brendan, to your point about the, the learning process here, uh, what what interests you here and what, what stood out in this article about how he went about growing his knowledge base? And I thought one of the really intriguing parts here was sort of taking and breaking down the, the theory or, or the... Um, whatever he was studying and then trying to rebuild it back up in other areas that he knew um, was a really intriguing process. What, what of this uh, stood out to you and, and where do you think we should jump off about uh, really where Elon Musk uh, shows to be an educational uh, you know, person to look up to somebody we can all try to emulate and get better at learning. Yeah. I think growing is an interesting jumping off point for that question, which I like, I think Dan, you asked me what was the most, what, what did I find most interesting and then told us what you found. Well, most I, interesting. Yeah, I, I do yeah. that sometimes yeah, but, uh, from time to time. Yeah. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I think the gr- growing is the, the good jumping off point because he talks about um, the uh, uh, understanding of knowledge in, in like a tree that there are um, trunks and then branches and then Really, you have to understand the more, I guess there are roots. What other parts of the tree? Roots. There are leaves. Leaves. Um, branches. I've named them all. So, I, so you have to- the Flowers. Fl- some, there, are fl- there are flowering trees. You know who probably knows about this? Um, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Um, but the idea that, that you know, as you're constructing knowledge that you do so, or do so sort of organically, that construct I think is really interesting. Knowing, you know, really having a deep understanding of the trunk before you get out to, to understanding of the detailed leaves mm-hmm. as a way to, to build your knowledge base in a subject area. And then, as, as Dan, you mentioned, and, and maybe Mike can talk a little bit about the um, taking that uh, construct and applying it to other fields. But I think that one of the abstracted points for me is having a being thoughtful about your approach to knowledge, uh, um, uh, to acquiring knowledge and to, we've talked about um, uh, mind, me- mental palaces. It's yes. awesome. Learning, Ma- mind, yeah. mind, 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 memory host- palace, memory mind palace. hostels, yes. whatever it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> having a construct, whatever the construct is, mm-hmm. uh, I think just having that construct probably makes you uh, uh, a better learner and better retainer of information, having better recall. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this was a, a, a good and interesting uh, Uh, metaphor and construct for me. Yeah. And I think just to build on that, I think part of that is the power of metaphor just generally. And the idea that one of the the points that's made a few times in the article is that, you know, Musk goes deep on multiple topics and is able to abstract the learnings from one and apply them to another. So that's this concept of learning transfer. But I think you've talked about it, Brandon, as hooks, where like once you learn the first thing, that becomes a set of associations within your brain that it's easier to hang other things on. And I just thought that was a really interesting way of thinking about it and almost uh, encouraged uh, career shifts and um, 
it was almost an argument against over-specialization, which was another theme that, particularly in a new economy world where a lot of new skills and capabilities are emerging, there is this sense of like, well, I got to make my right bet and go deep on this particular domain because this domain is going to be the future. And this, this concept and approach almost went in a different direction where it's like, you want to stay fluent, you want to stay conversant, you want to quickly be able to go deep on a few different things. And then in some ways that makes you better because you can say as an aerospace engineer, when I'm talking about self-driving cars, I'm going to bring something new, slightly different to bear, uh, which also to me speaks to the power of diversity of thought, diversity of perspectives on a given topic. Um, so I really thought there was a lot going on in this article. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I thought, um, uh, and a, another sort of angle on the same point that you're making, Mike, is uh, I, I read it as it's by virtue of having gone super deep on something, you know, gotten through the leaves to the branches to the trunk to the roots, uh, you can actually by that same process, applying that same construct to another tree, right? Mm-hmm. To, to another field. Yep. Um, you don't want to miss the metaphorist for the trees. Okay. Okay. I, I give you credit. Wah, I had to. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it's an argument both, both, it's both and, both for specialization, deep knowledge, and also then um, a horizontal application of that. Correct. Uh, like that, that's the expertise and how that expertise is constructed is applicable across to a lot of different fields. I think that's, um, uh, is really encouraging, Mm -hmm. you know, to the points that you were making about thinking about having a career that has, has many different chapters, uh, branches. Uh, I think that there's, there's, um, there's a lot, there's a lot here for that. Mm -hmm. It's great to see. And I do want to give credit to the author of this article, Michael Simmons on QZ.com, uh, says at the top of it that, uh, basically was just, enthralled by and and consumed by how Elon Musk has been able to create these four or five multi-billion dollar companies and how does he do it? And uh, lots of people will point to his work ethic, um, you know, that he works 85 hours a week or that um, he's able to see, uh, to read it directly, to explain Musk's success. Others have pointed to his heroic work ethic. He regularly works 85 hours a week. Uh, His ability to set reality distorting visions of the future and his incredible resilience. Uh, But he felt, this author, that that was unsatisfactory. So we need to dive into how he learned and Mike, you brought up the uh, generalist, the expert generalist point before. And I have often used the phrase, um, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, uh, when perhaps describing my own skill set to a certain thing, not growth mindset. I completely understand that. Uh, but interesting to see here and talking about the, the tree, how that applies to being able to jump from thing to thing, to be able to be almost your own adjacency. Like you were saying, you're an aerospace engineer who can say, well, I'm looking at automated cars and this is how this applies. We've talked about adjacencies a lot here. Do you think that's a possibility? Can you be your own sort of sounding board across these different uh, domains like he seems to be? I think so. I mean, if you listen to what Broer Saxberg uh, was talking to us about as far as the future of work, I thought Broer had some really salient points around uh, our life cycles are getting longer we're going to live into our 70s, 80s, 90s. And depending on the domain, you may max out on some of the expertise within a particular domain. You may get burnt out on it. Uh, The domain itself might get disrupted. 
and you're just going to have to continue to learn. Like we talk about always be learning as like a recurring theme. And it's something that uh, I think is reinforced by this article. I think that coupled with the fact that the world's being disrupted at a much higher rate uh, through, through new technology, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, all the things we've talked about at length on the show. I think that all indicates that uh, almost an openness to uh, not viewing your learning path as done at any point in your life and also uh, not thinking that I'm not good at X is good enough reason to not develop some base level understanding and maybe even some mastery. Um, like to me, a lot of it, like I'm hearing it more, uh, which is why I think a lot of this does elevate consciousness. Like I do hear non-growth mindset language, and <laughs> whether, whether it's you, Dan or others. And uh, it is interesting. I mean, that is an indication that like this stuff is getting through in some way, uh, at least to me. And, uh, and then it's nice to see it reinforced, although some of it did feel a little, um, you know, the cult of, of Elon. Uh, but, but I mean, he still is, is, is truly a, a, a profound uh, human who is sort of forcing us to think differently about our lives on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, I, I want to go back to part of the question that you asked there, um, Dan, building off what, what you had, had just said, Mike, you know, you'd asked Dan, can you be your own sounding board? And I think that's actually, uh, that's really important. And I think the answer here is yes. And there's a specific thing I'm going to cite from the article here in just a second. But as you think about, you know, Mike, because you're talking about the different, I keep calling them chapters, but different uh, phases of one's career and, and always be learning, uh, you are responsible for that. You know, the, uh, we say this a lot in, uh, to, to people we work with here is that you're the owner of your own career. You know, mm-hmm. your, your boss, if she takes an interest as she should, is going to be a contributor, but you're going to be more than 50% responsible. And I think that's true for learning, uh, skill acquisition, that you, you shouldn't wait for your employer to tell you, we're closing shop and you don't have right. the skills for your next employer. Yeah. Like that, that's going to be, that's, that's, you own, own that responsibility. And I think, you know, one of the things that to me was, was really interesting from the article is um, the, the recommendation to be asking yourself two questions about whatever you're, you're sort of coming across in terms of um, uh, knowledge base and, and honing skill. Uh, what does this remind me of and why does it remind me of it? Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, um, those questions are good questions. There may be some more unpacking there, but just implicit in those questions is that you yourself are interrogating yourself mm-hmm. in an effort to improve yourself. And I think that's a, that's a lesson that we all can learn. And um, I think it may be that Elon Musk is just a really talented self-interrogator. Mm-hmm. And perhaps he could train a robot to help interrogate him. Yeah. You know, like, so like if you're not interrogating yourself. Question X. Yeah. He has to have, he likes X. Yes. Yeah, X is big. Alexa, Alexa X. Yeah, could yeah. be that. Yeah, I don't know. Probably doesn't work. No. Yeah, it's like yeah. Google goggles. Yeah, but <laughs> but hey, out of the loam of bad ideas, the beautiful flowers of good ideas. Bloom. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, Mike, how do we? Can we apply this to uh, education at large? Can we apply this to the classroom? Can we apply some of these principles to, obviously to ourselves? I think Brandon just eloquently described how that, that might work, but do you see larger concepts here that can be a trend in education over the next few years, learning off of what Elon Musk does and learners like him? 
Yeah, yes. And I think it builds on some of what Brewer was talking about. Uh, and we've talked a lot about the importance of early childhood education so that rather than uh, only talking about one thing, the one thing that you will do in your life to contribute or the one area of expertise that you're going to need to start thinking about early on in your life. I think that trope is a little bit dated. And I think trying to educate the next generation and next generations to be open to reimagining themselves and to be open to acquiring multiple expertises across their life course. I think that's a change and that ties to growth mindset and it ties, ties to just sort of um, some of the subtler things that are happening that I think are very much about what life in the 21st century is. And um, you know, it's just one of the reasons why we, talk about this type of stuff on the show is because we try to notice it and I do think it it is a change and it's a subtle one so I think it's easy to miss and uh, I know both you guys are parents too so I think it is something uh, I know both you are very thoughtful about how you're raising your kids and like I think this stuff does impact some of that and some of how you might begin even at an early age like there's a little bit of myth making to it uh, but that's okay and then there's a little bit of, I think, truth in it for everybody. So that's what those would be my thoughts. Brandon, as we close out here on Elon Musk, what, anything else that stood out to you? Anything that uh, from your perspective uh, is worth discussing or maybe could uh, feed another trending in education in the future as a topic or a subtopic to, to this article that we have in front of us? I mean, I guess... Uh, you know, depending on how long we keep this rolling, which I hope is uh, forever. Yeah, baby. Um, I expect we're going to be talking about Elon Musk and the things that he does well into the future. I mean, he thinks big across, you know, crazy different. We talked about some of them, self-driving cars, mm-hmm. space exploration. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, across very wide uh, fields. Uh, and, and I think that the, application of some of the technologies, but also some of the processes around thinking and learning and, and sharing, I think that's going to be relevant for, for us to keep talking about. So I think um, this is a, uh, he will be a font of continued trending in education uh, potential topics. And shout out, shout out to Elon. Mad love to you, Elon. And, uh, you know, we have a seat available for you. There uh, literally is one. Mike is gesturing. I, I'm you gesturing. Can't see it, Elon, it's a nonverbal gesture. Right in your learn holes. Yes. But, uh, but Elon, come on in. The, the water is fine. Here's a question. Do you think that Elon Musk would have enough time to listen to all of the podcasts that have ever been done about Elon Musk and read his two books a day? Or is he gonna have to, he's gonna have to like multimedia this and I and think two X? He listens at eight X. <laughs> he listens at he likes X. He, he, he listens at SpaceX. He's, he's an exoholic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. A great topic and one we can dive into uh, at length uh, over uh, many, many podcasts here as he continues to uh, move uh, many industries forward uh, with his view, almost uh, a science fiction view of the future, but uh, a lot of it uh, is uh, coming to pass as he does more and more work with the, the variety of companies he has. And that, speaking of which, uh, on our next episode, we're going to talk about a, a book uh, that Mike uh, brought to uh, the fore here in our, our discussions called The Inevitable uh, by Kevin Kelly forecasting 12 technological forces that will shape the next 30 years. You can catch that on the next episode of Trending in Education. Till then, you can find us on Twitter, at Trending in Ed, on Facebook, Trending in Ed, 
and uh, trendingined.com. And as always, uh, find us on iTunes and on Stitcher app. Leave a comment, leave a rating, uh, share the podcast with your friends, and we'll be back here next week on Trending in Education. <laughs>